Welcome to Everyone Loved It But Me. My name is Lisa Hedger. I'm your host. This is the podcast where we analyze super beloved books and offer up unique perspectives. I'm a freelance writer, editor, and journalist here in Central Ohio. Today's episode is a little bit of a different one. We're coming at you right after Christmas. So I like to take the holidays to kind of reflect on books that that we've read in the past year and also kind of look ahead to reading and books that we're looking forward to in 2024. Today's episode, I'm going to discuss some of the top 10 most anticipated books for 2024. And I'll kind of talk about some some different categories of these books, but we're going to to talk about, you know, Matt Haig from Midnight Library. He has a new book coming out. TJ Klune does. So a lot of super, super popular authors have new books coming out in 2024. And I'm going to delve into that right now. Now on to the show. We're going to jump right into the show before we do. Quick favor, if you could follow me wherever you listen to podcasts, I would really appreciate that. Also, be sure to tell your friends and neighbors about my show because it helps to grow this bookish community. And that's one of my favorite things. I just really enjoy discussing books. I love having people reach out to me and say, hey, you should discuss this book on the show. Hey, what are your thoughts on, on that book? And that's, that's something I really love to do. So now I'm going to share 10 very anticipated books that are coming out in 2024. The first one is, this has been an Everyone Loved It But Me book. We discussed Midnight Library by Matt Haig, super, super beloved, popular book. And in 2024, this one is actually coming out in September. He is coming out with a new book. It's called The Life Impossible, a novel. And this uh, has said to be, you know, kind of an adventure story. It seems like it's maybe a little bit different. I was reading uh, some, some synopsis about this particular book. The Life Impossible is a story of wild adventure deep transformation and gloriously heartwarming characters. It shows how a new outlook can burst into life at any moment and change everything. So that that is kind of the, the description. I found a little bit more about it as well. It took me a minute, but I did find a couple more things too. An additional synopsis is this really has to do with Grace Winters, who is a widow and retired math teacher whose life seems to be getting smaller and smaller. She kind of stays out of the way. She passes time checking out the birds in her garden, crossword puzzles. But then all of a sudden, a long lost friend dies in really unique circumstances. She leaves her life, is on, you know, leaves her home, heads on kind of this adventure to a Spanish island. Everything dramatically changes. And I think that if you like Midnight Library, this almost, this synopsis almost reminds me of a Frederick Bachman book, like Brit Marie. I'm not sure if it's going to be like that. This is all I kind of have, have to go by on this one, but it kind of reminds me about someone who's in their shell and goes on one of these crazy adventures. It sounds like all sorts of different different things will happen. I'm, I'm putting that on the list because I know how super, super popular 
Midnight Library was. I know how much everyone loves Matt Haig. I feel like this is something that a lot of people who would love Midnight Library are going to jump out and get. Number two on my list is for those fans of historic fiction. So this is a reimagining of Huckleberry Finn. It's called James. It's written by Percival Everett, and it is coming out in 2024. I believe I had a more specific date here. Yes, it's coming out in May of 2024. And essentially, this, this is told from the enslaved Jim's point of view. So when the enslaved Jim overhears that he's about to be sold to a man in New Orleans and separated from his wife and daughter forever, he decides to hide on nearby Jackson Island until he can formulate a plan. Meanwhile, Huck Finn has faked his own death to escape his violent father. So remember kind of what happened there. As all readers of American literature know, then right... We're, we're starting right at this, you know, journey down the raft on the Mississippi River and, you know, this epic adventure that, that we've all heard about. But this is a different perspective. This is Jim's perspective. I think this is definitely, definitely one to read. And Patchett, who's a very, very well-known author, has already written a review. And Patchett says, James is funny and horrifying, brilliant and riveting. In telling the story of Jim, instead of Huckleberry Finn, Percival Everett delivers a powerful, necessary corrective to both literature and history. I found myself cheering both the writer and his hero. Who should read this book? Every single person in the country. And that is from Ann Patchett, who is an author I, I really enjoy. So that that's the one that I, yes, that's historic fiction. That is high on the list. If you enjoy historic fiction, check out James. This is coming May 2024. And really, all the Huckleberry Finn lovers. I know, you know, if you loved Huckleberry Finn, I think this is one you should check out. Number three I'm going to give something to our to our romantic comedy, the rom-com, those of you who love a good rom-com. So I, I think the, the latest darling, if you will, in writing romantic comedies is Emily Henry. I will tell you, I cannot believe I have not analyzed one of her books. She has written Beach Read, People We Meet on Vacation. Her newest one is coming out next year, and it is called Funny Story. And this is kind of one of those opposites, opposites attract. So you have definitely always loved the way her fiance told their story, how they met, fell in love and moved back to his lakeside hometown to begin their life together. He really was good at telling it right, right until the moment he realized he was actually in love with his childhood best friend, Petra, which is how Daphne begins her new story. Stranded in beautiful Michigan. Oh, God. Yes, yes. So it's another Michigan setting. Emily Henry's done that a couple of times. We've got Daphne stranded in Michigan without friends or family, but with a dream job as a children's librarian that barely pays the bills and proposing to be roommates with the only person who could possibly understand her predicament. 
Petrus X, Miles Nowak. This actually, this one sounds really interesting. And, you know, I don't read a ton of rom-coms, but I always sprinkle in a handful. I know they're super popular. I know a lot of folks that listen to the podcast like them. So this is one that I might read. I've skipped a couple of Emily Henry's. I read Beach Read. I read The People We Meet on Vacation. This one sounds fun. I liked Beach Read. That was also set in Michigan. Definitely, that that is one that I, I think could be super popular. Number four on the list, this is for those kind of fantasy YA novels who love T.J. Klune. T.J. Klune has written a number of super beloved books. One is The House in the Cerulean Sea. Believe it or not, still have not analyzed The House in the Cerulean Sea. That is something that is on the Everyone Loved It But Me wish list. Perhaps since I know this one is coming out in 2024, I might uh, see if I can get that one, get that episode rolling in anticipation of T.J. Klune's latest book, which is actually a sequel of The House in the Cerulean Sea. This one's called Somewhere Beyond the Sea, and it's taking us right back to that remote island. And now we're getting the perspective of Arthur Parnassus. So... He, we, if you didn't read the first book, Arthur is the headmaster of a strange orphanage on a distant and peculiar island, and he is planning to be the adoptive father. Six of the dangerous and magical children who live there. But what we're going to get here is to we're going to learn more about his past. We we know that he had a past, and we know that he had a lot of issues. And now we're going to delve into those. In this particular book, this new book, which is coming out, as I said, in September 2024, that is called Somewhere Beyond the Sea. That was number four. So number five, this one, this one just looks really interesting. This is, I I think this one looks kind of really in depth. This is set in in a different country. This is called Martyr and the author is, the author is K-A-V-E-H, Kava. Akbar, A-K-B-A-R. This comes out January 23rd. The description is, in this debut novel, a newly sober Iranian immigrant befriends a terminally ill painter living in a museum. The former shares some traits with the author. Akbar was born in Tehran and is also in recovery. So Martyr captures the bond between the unlikely duo punctuated by Akbar's lyrical prose. Okay, and I have a couple of reviews here. This one says the best novel you'll ever read about the joy of language, addiction, displacement, martyrdom, belonging, homesickness. That's Lauren Goff, best-selling author of Matrix and Fates and Furies. We have Cyrus Shams, a young man grappling with an inheritance of violence and loss. His mother's plane was shot down over the skies of the Persian Gulf in a senseless accident. His father's life in America was circumscribed by a by his work killing chickens at a factory farm in the Midwest. Cyrus is a drunk, an addict, and a poet whose obsession with martyrs leads him to examine the mysteries of his past toward an uncle who rode through Iranian battlefields dressed as the angel of death to inspire and comfort the dying and towards his mother 
through a painting discovered in a Brooklyn art gallery that suggests she may not have been who or what she seemed. This, yeah, this one looks, like I said, super in-depth. I think there's a lot of various themes here. This is one that I would absolutely, I, I think I, I think I'm going to put that one on my list. Now I'm going to jump to number six. Number six is called Come and Get It. It is by Kylie Reed. Kylie wrote Such a Fun Age, which was a super, super popular book. And that's actually one that we have not discussed on the podcast as well, but it is beloved. So the new book that is coming out, as I said, in 2024, and let me see if I have the exact date on that particular book. I think I should be able to find it. Just give me a moment. But this one is, is starts out, it's 2017, the University of Arkansas. Millie Cousins is a senior resident assistant, wants to graduate, get a job, buy a house, do all the stuff. So when Agatha Paul, a visiting professor and writer, offers Millie an easy yet unusual opportunity. She jumps at the chance. And however, Millie's starry-eyed hustle becomes jeopardized by odd new friends, vengeful dorm pranks, and illicit intrigue. Yeah, the, if you liked Such a Fun Age, I think this is one that that is going to be similar to that. Now let me double check so we can see when exactly this one is coming out. Okay, just checked, and that one is actually coming out early in the year. That one is coming out in January of 2024. So that's something, if you're coming up with your book list, you absolutely can put that one pretty pretty high on your list because it's coming out in the first part of the year. You might even be able to get on a wait list pretty soon. Number seven for the list, because Kristen Hanna is such a beloved, popular, I know so many people, The Nightingale is their most favorite, favorite book. I wanted to include her because she does have a new book coming out. The name of her book is The Women. This is for those historical fiction fans. This is a historical fiction novel, and it is expected to come out around February 6th, 2024. Please note, these are the dates, publication dates I'm seeing now. We all know that that can change. So just keep that in mind. But I would expect this one to come out, you know, within the first three months or so of the year. So in The Women, she really delves into the lives of young, young American women who volunteer to serve in Vietnam, how their lives were shaped by the conflict and the war. And if you liked The Nightingale, it, because the nightingale delves into the two sisters world war ii if that's something you really enjoyed i definitely think you want to put this one on your list now i'm going to jump to the number eight novel to to consider this is actually written by kelly link and who is a pulitzer prize finalist kelly link writes this new novel which, as I said, is coming out in 2024. And several lists have actually included this one as one of the most anticipated books of 2024, including Time. And it is called The Book of Love. And this is going to take folks on kind of a described as a surreal journey to a fictional coastal town in Massachusetts. And actually, you can go to Kelly Link's website. And Kelly Link has a lot of 
information about this particular book. The Today Show included White Cat, Black Dog, and their best new books of 2023. And they described, they said, Kelly Link is the master of the modern fairy tale. This collection of short stories, that's the one that I had just mentioned, White Cat, Black Dog, is deceptively easy to read. Now, looking at the book of love. This has been highly anticipated. Like I said, Kelly is a Pulitzer Prize finalist. I have not read anything yet by Kelly Link. So as I was doing my research for, for this particular episode, I thought, oh goodness, I, I, I need to, I need to check her out. Here's a description of this book. It's been nearly a year since teenagers, Laura Daniel and Mo disappeared and were later presumed dead, leaving Laura's sister, Susanna, grieving and alone. But then the impossible happens. The trio, alongside another older spirit, are resurrected by a mystical being the kids previously knew as their high school music teacher. The four formerly deceased characters are forced to compete in a series of high-stakes magical challenges. The winners get to stay alive, and the losers will be sent back to the realm of the dead. Link weaves together elements of horror, fantasy, and magical realism in a twisting, turning, and often whimsical tale. This is for those of you who like fantasy. This is for those of you who like whimsy, and and certainly even, even some horror. I think it it has some of the ingredients that I really like in a book because it seems very unique. So I always like a, a book that kind of takes some of the tried and true things that we've seen before and kind of turns it upside down. And that one sounds like it, it very well does that. Now, number nine on the list, I wanted to, you know, I've had some fantasy. We've had some, you know, looked at different categories, historic fiction, some very serious books coming out in 2024. Got to give a, got to give up a celebrity memoir. So I was looking at different celebrity memoirs that are expected to come out in 2024. I've said I don't always read a ton of memoirs, but the memoir coming out March 5th, it's called The House of Hidden Meanings, a memoir by RuPaul. I think if you're going to check out a memoir, this one might be the one to check out. So drag icon RuPaul shares portraits of his life. Embellished by his sparkling wit, his memoir deep dives into his childhood in San Diego, complex family relationships, his rise to infamy, and finding love. This one seems like it could just be really delightful. I wanted to get that on, on your radar for next year. And RuPaul has has talked about it. I was reading an article, thehollywoodreporter.com, and they're quoting a video where it says, after two and a half years, it's finally here. My memoir, Paul said in a brief video accompanying the memoir release date reveal. I'm so excited and so anxious at the same time because I really reveal so much of myself. You know, this world today, it feels so hostile and such a scary place to be vulnerable in, but I did it. So get ready. As described by the publisher as a self-portrait of the international drag superstar superstar and pop culture icon. As I said, it's going to kind of go back to RuPaul's experiences growing up as a black, poor, and queer person, discovering the power of performance, learning about himself. I think this, if you, if you like memoirs, this might definitely be one to put on 
your list. So definitely consider that one for sure. Okay, and for my number 10 anticipated book, I'm going to give you the category of nonfiction. We don't discuss a lot of nonfiction on Everyone Loved It But Me for a number of reasons, namely because a lot of times nonfiction, unfortunately, doesn't become super, super, super popular. But I got to tell you, this one seems so interesting. This is The Swans of Harlem, Five Black Ballerinas. And this is coming out April 30th, 2024. And this is nonfiction. So it's five, it's the Swans of Harlem, five black ballerinas, 50 years of sisterhood and their reclamation of a groundbreaking history by Karen Valby, V-A-L-B. Why? I was looking at a couple of, of synopses about this one. This says it's the forgotten story of a pioneering group of five black ballerinas and their 50 years sisterhood, a legacy erased from history until now. At the height of the civil rights movement, Lydia Barca, A-B-A-R-C-A, was a black prima ballerina with a major international dance company, the Dance Theater of Harlem, a troupe of women and men who became each other's closest family. She was the first black ballerina on the cover of Dance Magazine, an Essence cover star. She was cast in The Wiz and in a Bob Fosse production on Broadway. She performed in some of the uh, ballet's most iconic works. And then this kind of goes on to talk about, you know, including young women who became her closest friends. Founding Dance Theater of Harlem members Gail McKinney, Griffith, and Sheila Rohan, as well as first-generation dancers Carla Shelton and Marcia Sells. So the Swans of Harlem performed for the Queen of England, Queen of England, that was Queen Elizabeth, Mick Jagger and Stevie Wonder on the same bill as Josephine Baker at the White House and beyond. Decades later, there's almost no record of their groundbreaking history to be found. Out of a sisterhood that had grown even deeper with the years, these swans joined forces again to share their story with the world. Okay, this one seems very captivating, and I do have a love of nonfiction, particularly when it is written in a really vivid way. And there is some praise already. I already see Karen Valby's The Swans of Harlem brings to life the stories of black dancers whose contributions to the world of ballet were silenced, marginalized, and otherwise erased. Karen introduces readers to important figures of our past while inspiring us to courageously chase our dreams. This is the kind of history I wish I learned as a child dreaming of the stage. That's Misty Copeland, a New York Times bestselling author of Black Ballerinas, My Journey to Our Legacy. So this book, as I said, The Swans of Harlem is coming out in the spring. That, to me, it's coming out April 30th, 2024, because I do, I love a good nonfiction book. And, it, hey, that, that one looks, that's one that I think you should certainly add to your list. It, it looks absolutely fascinating. So those are just only 10 books, right? Just 10 books, including 
some, you know, super, super beloved popular books and authors, right? Some authors like Kristen Hanna and TJ Klune and Matt Haig that we have talked about, you know, on the podcast before and some couple of kind of new-ish authors, which I like to do. Don't worry. I will be talking about a lot of newer authors as well in 2024. That's always one of my goals for the podcast is to highlight newer authors. So I will continue to do that as well. And we, I anticipate we're going to have lots of wonderful conversations about perhaps some of these books and many, many more books in 2024. I want to thank you so much for listening. I hope I gave you a couple of wonderful ideas for your book list for 2024. If you've got that everyone loved it but me book you'd like to see me analyze on the podcast, please reach out to me www.everyoneloveditbutme.com. I'm also on Twitter, which is now X, Facebook, LinkedIn, Lisa Hedger or Everyone Loved It But Me. We've got a great Facebook group on check out Everyone Loved It But Me. You can find that Facebook group. And I hope you have a lovely day. And most importantly, I hope you get time to read today.